0: welcome to one sick b podcast i am your host one sick b welcome kings and queens the definition of one sick b is a strong individual that has faced unimaginable undeniable courageous battles that life throws at them without warning but refuses to carry the spirit of brokenness and today I was blessed with a guest that also is a chronic advocate, warrior, thriving MS patient. But outside of that, she is a diva, fashionista. When I first laid eyes on her, I was just searching just to see what was going on in the MS world. Not really my thing, which is funny because I have MS. And I ran across her and it was her energy was infectious. It was superb to not the downplay of I'm broken, I'm hurting. I'm... But she was thriving and it was beautiful and it encouraged me. I also seen something for to stop smoking. So I needed that in my life. <laughs> cigarettes. So I had sent her inbox, but I would like to welcome my guest. I'm so excited. Miss Roxy was spilling the tea podcast and sick and sickening fascinates clothing line. Hello. She is one sick bee. Welcome, Roxy. How are you today?
1: Hi, world. And hi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that you reached out and we've been able to connect because from one sick bee to another, yes. we know how it is for each other in this crazy disease called MS. Yes.
0: How has it been for COVID-19? And my guest, I'm so excited. She's all the way over there in London. So for me, that's exciting just to hear her accent because I love <laughs> the accent. I even use it sometimes on my GPS. I like it. <laughs> So how has it been over there for COVID with you guys? I'm not sure what your country or what are they doing for the lockdown or how has that been?
1: We have been in lockdown on and off for over a year. We are currently in a lockdown. They said to the end of February, but it seems more like it's going to be at least till April. It's a stricter lockdown we have levels we have tiers we go from tier one I think we're currently in tier five I think that's what we're in which is the extreme lockdown which means you can only go to hospital appointments get food or do like very important journeys so like if you need to look after someone else and they can't get out because like us we're immune suppressant people and people can come and visit you to help you do that but other yeah. than that you have to be at home unless it's a job that can't be done at
0: home but most people can work from home now so what we're doing I mean a similar no I take that back it's not because we have certain states where they're throwing big parties and no mask you'll see 30 60 strip clubs are open in <laughs> places. you know certain things certain places that yeah, are open we're more uh, I believe if we could get to where you guys are with just for sixty days. Now they mandated with Biden getting elected. It is now you have to wear a mask somewhere. You okay. Shout out to One Sick B face mask too, and I will be sending you a face mask and a cup because here at One Sick B we don't cry, we thrive, and we don't whine, we whine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, over here you are basically going to be inside for a very long time i've seen my friends in la actually they like having a whole different life and my friends in new york are like nothing's happening it's normal and i'm like wow over here and everyone's vaccinated we're inside it's basically the rules
0: yeah they're passing out vaccination so it is you know if you can get it and i think they're doing it by levels too on that one if you're a healthcare worker you can get it. And uh, then they're now there's getting ready to drop if you're a service employee, like a food or a restaurant, you can get it. And then the elderly and then the autoimmune suppressant. But are you nervous about the vaccine? Because I want the vaccine because I'm tired of being in the house. Like we're already locked down, I feel like with our MS enough, and then to yeah. be on lockdown. So it's really interesting also to see everybody else in the world spaz about it because. I sit back sometimes, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm like this for months at a time, just with <laughs> just the MS, so it's like, oh, man, look at these they're freaking out, they're panicking, they're losing their mind, I'm like, hell, I do this for a lifestyle, like, I do this, this is what I do, <laughs> this is what I do, and it just wasn't recently, till I went stir-crazy, like, oh, my God, I'm not even seeing coworkers, I'm not even, you know, we only see them in Zoom meetings, I don't have that interaction for, you yeah. know, so it's a little bit different, so
1: i hear you i feel the same it's normal for us to be inside all the time like and i've been seeing people complain i'm like do it like live my life that's like my day to day that's what i do i've had to learn how to be inside a long time ago it's just it's, it's a lot though like you um we have tears too but our tears are have started off with the elderly they're the first point of call and people that are working in hospitals and people also that are giving out that vaccine themselves And then it's immune suppressant people. So really and truly soon I should be getting the phone call. I don't know how I feel about it. I have a thing about meds anyways. And um, I get it. I think obviously everyone needs it. But at the same time, it's so quick. The vaccine has been made so quickly and they don't really know the long term effects. That worries me being immune suppressed.
0: So I, don't and I have the thing about being a guinea pig because they'll call me for, since I've had this so long, they'll call me for trials or new drugs or new meds. I can remember when certain medications came out, like Tisabri and all that, I was going to, and they were asking me, do I want to try that? I'm like, no. And then at six months after Tisabri came out, people were dying from some of the effects of it because it was having like infection in the brain or something similar. Or PML, to- yeah. And I'm like, no, see, that's not why I want to. Now, also, I want to note that she is an MS fashionista, she is a podcast, but she also is a chronic MS warrior. So can I dig into deep into that? And can you tell me, when did you get diagnosed? What effects, what were your side effects, the things that affected you to make you get diagnosed or to get tested? I'm saying it incorrectly. That's the problem with my MS. I do my first second episode, I have did it with my speech therapist to introduce and talk about MS and the cognitive portion of mm-hmm. it so excuse me for my articulation sometimes it's not that but you understand but to other people who are not who don't have MS they'll kind of say oh she's scattered brain she's not this but yeah I call
1: it MS brain is this my yes. MS brain when I can't get the thought sometimes when I want to say something and what comes out my mouth is the complete opposite opposite and I'm of what like, you're thinking that is not what i'm trying to say to you i'm really I start <laughs> laughing.
0: i'm at the point now when i say something that i'm like and it sounds totally different different than what it is i just start laughing like i don't know what i'm talking about like you, know, <laughs> you just kind of like oh shit i don't know never mind i don't even pay me no attention i'm like i don't know what the <laughs> that was you know what i mean
1: <laughs> i hear you and um, <laughs> for me my journey was really weird because I actually, at the age of 18, because I woke up one day, was blind in my right eye and had double vision in my left. And it was scary. I was at home on myself. And they took me to a eye hospital tour. and they ran some tests and stuff. And they were like, oh, at first they were like, I think you might have a brain tumour. So I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Whoa, I'm only 18. But further tests, they decided that they thought I had lupus. And I mean... It wasn't like a day. It was like weeks and months of looking. Just to at say, lupus is lupus. another
0: autoimmune disease.
1: Lupus. It's another autoimmune disease. But the thing with lupus is, you usually present like a what they say a butterfly rash, which means yes. down the middle of your nose and across your face. You get like, I never ever had that. And actually, with lupus optic neuritis is not necessarily
0: <laughs> a with sign lupus- of this. I know a few people with lupus and uh, family members, too, and they never had the optic (laughs) neuritis at all with that. So for me, I well, fast forward a few years, because obviously I had foot drop
1: and I was trying to walk and my foot was dragging behind me. I'd go through like weird bouts of depression and like I would just not feel right. Like in myself, mm-hmm. like I knew how I felt before. I got mm-hmm. like whatever was going on and how I felt after. I just felt more tired. I was just more groggy. Thoughts, concentration just was out the window. Now it just lasted for a few years. But then I started getting really bad anxiety and passing out just everywhere. Like I'd go out and I'd be talking to someone and I'd just pass out. And it'd be like, "What? what's going on? So they kept bringing me back into hospital. One day I was at work. I was like trying to stock like, um, you know, clothing racks and my arms went completely numb. And my manager at the time was like, you have to go to hospital. There's obviously something wrong with you. I know you said you've got lupus, but that doesn't just seem right. So they sent me there. They done a lumbar puncture again, because I've had loads of lumbar punctures. And they took the spinal fluid to test okay. the olyconal bands. I think that's how you say the word. Okay. And it came back positive
0: and they were is, like uh, lumbar think- puncture is that equivalent to the same thing as a spinal tap correct yes yeah i forget in america you called spinal tap call yeah lumbar- and a, yeah lumbar puncture aka spinal, spinal tab, but tap. but i believe the that might even be the medical term terminology is a lumbar puncture is just they the, for the dumb folks here, over here in the united states <laughs> we just say spinal <laughs> tap but i know what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. so
1: i got a spinal tap and they took the fluid out and they tested it and they were like i think you might have ms not lupus The thing is, at that point, I was at a whole different hospital than the first hospital that diagnosed me. So I could go back to my original doctor's hospital surgery and be like, they think I have MS, but they wouldn't take it on board. They were like, no. And the reason why they wouldn't take it on board was because brown people, in their eyes, didn't have MS. It was Mm. not seen. They saw it as like a predominantly female, predominantly Caucasian
0: Right, female, exactly. That's which is
1: wrong. And statistics now show that otherwise, that actually a lot of people of color have it. Yeah, Yeah, we're the ones We have it more aggressively. Yes,
0: very aggressively, aggressive forms. That's uh, with me, the PPMS supposedly it was RRMS, and, and then we found out it was PPMS. And you're right, they don't look into us because my symptoms started at nine. And they said it was arthritis. Oh, wow. From nine to 15, 16 was arthritis. And then after having my first baby, they said that they diagnosed me with MS. They tried Lyme's disease. They tested me for Lyme disease and everything other than MS they didn't look into. But go ahead. Continue.
1: I am. Forgot to say that when they first, when I first went there with my the and stuff, I didn't have any lesions on my brain because they only ever MRI'd my brain. The second time around when they were like, I think you have MS, they had actually given me another MRI, but they'd done a wider field of vision and they had mm-hmm. caught that I had lesions at the top of my spinal cord, which yeah. could have been there all that time. But no one had forced yes, to image your spine, which is right. another point for when you're a person of colour. Sometimes your first lesions are in your spine. And unless they're imaging your spine, you're never going to know. They so they're going to look in your brain and be like, oh, it's fine all yeah. the time. Yeah, but actually,
0: yes. what
1: about my spine? I didn't know yeah. that. I couldn't advocate for myself in that way because I didn't know that was something. No, gosh, yeah, be- yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We wouldn't know.
1: So it was horrible actually my journey was not fun there was a lot of years between the age of 18 to the age of 24 six years of just not knowing what is going on with yourself and then when i got a diagnosis i was still told for a year and a half that they didn't accept
0: that i had ms so i wasn't offered any treatment so wait a minute so they diagnosed you with ms but they didn't put you on one hospital
1: but when i went back to my other hospital They were like, "Yeah, we still think it's lupus because I had antiphospholipid syndrome, which is clotting blood disorder." And the thing about it was, when I looked at MS after knowing who I am myself and what I deal with, I was going, "I actually think I do have MS." Like, I don't want (laughs) it. I believe myself.
0: I think I believe myself. I believe myself. (laughs) I I don't want it. I'm pretty sure don't
1: want the MS. But if we're going to go, how we're going to go forward? We need a real answer. Exactly. And I obviously have MS. So I had to then fight for another year and a half to two years to get someone to accept that. Then I started getting treatment. But then I think I progressed a little bit. Then I felt like a little bit of a personality shift, a little bit of who I was. And now I have MS. And now I'm being told, there's no cure. You're just going to have to deal with this. And I'm still really young I like you, not even as young as you, but still young. And I'm thinking my life's going one way, and now someone's gone to me. Well, all the things you did, training for fashion, doing fashion week, things like that, you probably ain't gonna be able to like actually have the energy to do anymore. So now I'm just depressed. I'm going through grief now, and I don't even know I'm grieving because I don't really understand it. I don't understand what's going on, and I was scared to look because every time I looked, it just seemed so devastating.
0: I remember being so young and them passing me these little envelopes and then my mom and mine and we go, going on the internet and reading it. And I called my mom and I said, hey, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, I got a question for you. I said, do you see this shit? Excuse my language to people who don't cuss, but I said, do you see this shit? She was like, huh? I said, you see this shit? I said, I got this shit. I said, this shit is terrible. Are you sure I got this shit? <laughs> this shit is terrible. I said, you know, it looks like I'm a dad. die. I'm like, either I'm going to die or I'm going to be paralyzed for the rest of my life. Like, what the hell? It sounds like a diner. And if you have this, after time it goes down. After time it goes this. Or it can turn into what the, and the imagery of it, the images that, that you see of MS, if you do look up MS or the people, they're all in a wheelchair or all like this. So you envisioning, these are the images, and this is why I created this podcast. Number one, to salute all the sick bees out there that are going through it. And, you know, we have interviews with medical professionals, but I want to clue into the look. Do you see this beauty? This is what MS really looks like. Mm-hmm. This is when you walk next to somebody and you don't know they have a struggle. Absolutely. So this is why I created that, because this is the image of really what MS, as fabulous as we are, you walk next to us, you wouldn't know we have. That's a personal matter, And we don't carry it like that either.
1: You can't. You can't let it take control over everything. Like you deal with it, but it doesn't have to encompass every aspect of who you are. I am not saying to not know that you have MS, but there's still so much life to live outside of just having MS. that in itself was a whole other journey that I had to learn because Cheers when I first found out I didn't know that when I first found out I thought I just thought everything was ending I thought that was it done nothing I can dream of or think of and I was lucky to have people around me that obviously mm-hmm. I love and love me that kind of helped me understand that you know you're stronger than this and you know you can be more than this you know yes that. And yes. even if you can't walk doesn't mean that it's the end anyways. There's other things you can do. You have to adapt. And sometimes I still find it hard to this day. Some days are easier than others. I'm not gonna lie to anyone, but having that resilience, that bounce
0: back. Are you there. physically, are you are you physically at this moment? Are you are you mobile with a device? Are you mobile walking on your own? I, mean, I have to say mobile, I should say, are you using a device or are you you know, what do you have to use or do you I have?
1: use multiple aids? Like, there's a lot of things in my house that I can't do because I get spasms. Like, I don't really make tea or like kind of knives too much because sometimes I'll, like, my hand goes like that and shit. start shaking.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> no, I no, understand. No, no. like, here, 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 here. Oh, sorry. Oh, there you go. I know. I've dropped hot <laughs> water, boiling water on myself. Like, <laughs> I've literally dropped boiling hot water on myself and be like, and then on top of it, been numb because I was, in, you know, in the wheelchair. <laughs> so I'm looking at myself like, can I feel this? <laughs> and my spouse was like, I don't know. I remember having, I remember, I think it's funny. I remember falling out of my wheelchair because I didn't strap out and put the seatbelt in. So, and I had the pantry door was open. So I opened up, I opened up the pantry door and I fell head first in. And I remember laughing, thinking it was the funniest thing ever. And I remember calling my best friend afterwards like, girl, I said, I did not even realize how good these pantries are that I have. <laughs> I said, I have stuff way back there. She was like, what happened? I'm like, man, yeah, I'm going tell you be honest. I have my seatbelt on. She was like, Greg, I said, hey, don't go there with me. Just listen to my story. I said, my pantry, it goes far back. She was like, yeah, those are some really nice pantries. We talked about them when you got them. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, they're deep. There was some news back there. Why the kids always act like there's nothing to eat in the in the cabinet. There was something back there. They're just not reaching back further. Enough. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I like it. Yeah, I have multiple aids. Like I use my cane um, mainly day to day.
0: That's when I seen you. Matter of fact, everybody, she had a cane and she was doing a twirl and she was saying she was a pimp. And in my mind, I was like, oh shit, she's a pimp, <laughs> I'm a pimp and she has MS. I understand what she's saying because I was pimp too. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I call my scooter, I call my scooter that is in my video, my Maserati, I call my Walker,
1: <laughs> yes. my Cadillac. Oh, my God, who doesn't want a Cadillac, though? That is my dream. Like, if I'm getting a mobile, mobile aid that has, like, proper engine,
0: it has oh to God. be, like, Cadillac style. I'm trying and to you see tell it see you, that was, was first the Cadillac, but I'm telling you, when I got that new 2020 scooter that's in the video, I was like, oh, sh- this is my Maserati. I'm like, here yes. we go. Look how sexy I am. I'm like, I'm using this. I'm this, this, this is where I hear this, this. And it changes colors. You can take it off, it can either be red or it can be blue. I thought I was flyish. It Isn't not
1: that the lie. best thing though? Like customizable? Yes. That makes yes. you feel well, awesome. Like you're like, yeah,
0: maybe I can't walk as far as I can, but have you got one of these? I look amazing. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I say it all the time. I'm like, I was telling my kids, they were like, slow down. I'm like, no, no, you're, you want me to slow down because the way I'm walking? No, you need up. to speed up. Don't no, yeah, you need to catch up. That, that, that has nothing to do with me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry that it's uncomfortable. And I always tell people all the time when I'm with my walker with the chair. I mean, yeah, with the walker and chair, and we'll go to meetings or we'll have to stand up or something. And I'm like, Well, I have a seat. I'm not worried about finding a seat. I'm good. Every are you you look uncomfortable. Do you need a chair? Well, wait a minute. I have pictures when we and my friends are on vacation and I can admit, even though I have MS and I've had it for 20 years, I will take a picture and I will throw my walker off to the side. I will literally throw my walker off to the side at times. Not that I'm insecure because obviously I'm walking, using my walker and thunder a thousand pictures, but I just like, I don't want my walker in the picture. And, but I have a problem because they'll come and they'll sit on my lap and they'll say, come on, let's take a picture. I don't want to take a picture like this if you don't get your ass off. Of me. of <laughs> But at the same time, I'm like, It makes you feel good because they're just like, hey, or they'll sit down while, you know, we're on the tour. Like, well, I need somewhere to sit. This is not for this is a one ride. (laughs) ride. This is a one ride. And also, if anybody out there has optic neuritis, the sexiest thing I've seen. If you go over, I believe it might be on her website. I have not been on her website to know. But she also has these optic neuritis heart bedazzle. If I have a flare up, I'm going to get me one from her. They're so sexy. It will make you feel so empathied, empowered. I thought it was fabulous. But go ahead.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, I think my mobility A being customizable. I love that people now want my mobility A's, which is weird because I used to have really medically ones, like medical looking ones, which weren't very good for my self esteem and also weren't that cool for my outfits. It's just like one oh, standard. No, they don't match
0: your fly. No. I understand.
1: So I got one. I need to get some more. There's a light up one that I saw recently by the same brand Neo Walking Sticks that I bought the green one off. And I need a colour changing light one that looks like a lightsaber from Star Wars. It's so cool. Can a glitter in it. Say again? Yeah, it's like glitter. It's like clear glitter cane. You can get like a question mark top. So it goes like round like that. It's like a nice grip. And then you can change the lights. So you can make it like red, green outfits. And they've also got like these other ones that are like black and they get bejeweled, like mm-hmm. red and black jewels and stuff. And they I are just like that. the most the perfect one. I definitely like, need the brain. Prom, you've got walking, you need a walk in for a prom. Go there. You're getting married, you need a walk in. Aww. Go there. Like they have, and she'll customize them for you. So if you've got a special project. And oh. you want to work with her, Lindsay, she's lovely. She's got her own uh, mobility issues as well. So she understands what's going on. She understands why you need them. She understands why it's special. It's a really beautiful company. So I use that and I use my Linker walking bike, which is a space age walker.
0: I might be jealous. That might be only over there. They didn't offer me that. What do you mean? What, where did, okay, what, what it's
1: this one a Canadian like? invention. But they have a lot of the stuff that is based in the USA too. I crowdsource funded it. It's $2,000 or something. And I obviously couldn't afford that because I haven't worked in ages. And um, we've done a crowdsource funding, but they do help people to crowdsource fund. So you can go on there, you can apply. And then you just get like, you kind of advertise it and people just donate to you and help you get mobile. Okay. Um, instead of having like a wheelchair, because we can walk sometimes, but sometimes we get tired and sometimes we need something to rest and stop with.
0: And, and yeah, that's why it's hard for a walker, because that's the only problem with the walker. I was telling my friend, she was like, oh, you can bring out. It's fine to a certain point, but my body, the lower part, it wears out, it's done. So how can you walk on the walker if you can't walk? How can you push a walker if you can't walk?
1: Well, this is the thing about a normal walker. It takes a lot of leg energy yes. with the linker it's such a slow glide but it gets you so far it's designed to take off all the pressure out of your joints and your ankles so i've been able to go a lot longer and a lot further and it's like the best thing like i can't you
0: should
1: you should have a look at it i'll send you the website but they are on um, instagram too at the okay and um Selma Blair has one. I don't know if you've looked at Selma Blair in the last few years. They've got one. They're really they're around the world now. There's a few people in England okay. that have one. There's okay. only 145 people that have had a crowdsourced funding situation, but some people just bought them and they're cool. And that for me, it probably
0: sounds quite shallow in ways, but
1: feeling still cool
0: while having them. I don't a think it's it a I i do not think so. That that that's the reason though it's in in to empower—that was the whole point of One CV. It was to empower, both conversation. To that's the point you want to look. You don't have to feel, or you don't want to necessarily look like you're the handicapped chick in the room. You don't want to. You want to fit in. Why can't I look just as fly as you, or better? Better is good. I'm usually <laughs> better. You said it. High five for that one. Yeah, because I want to shine. Like I want to feel fabulous, and I want to look fabulous. And this is out and. Again, that's why I knew she was one sick She looked fabulous. She just, the energy, it just was, ah. Uh.
1: It's changed my conversation. People don't come up to me and go, are you all right? Or people, because I'm young, people always don't see Definitely. me to be disabled. They think you sprained your ankle or something. Right. And now people's conversations are like, what is that bike? That's so cool. Or oh my God, does that cane glow? And it's like a yes. nice interaction about something that at points used to make me feel very vulnerable. And I've had to switch that and flip that on its head. Do you know what I mean? And take power back for it.
0: Which yes.
1: Like I said, it's hard day to day. But on those days where I feel the most powerful, sometimes comes with an aid. It just does.
0: I remember when I first got diagnosed, my mom and my grandma used to tell me, they used to come in the room, because my hair my would be sticking up and it would be everywhere. And I was only 16, 17. And so my, they were like, you know, hey, gonna need you to get it together? Because you don't have to look how you feel. And I was like, what? They're like, you look how you feel. I know you're new to this, but you can't look how you feel. And I was like, okay. So now even on my days that, not my horrible days, on so my horrible days, I'm just laying in the bed. But the days where I know it really sucks, sometimes I get up and I still put my makeup on, throw on a cute little shirt usually some jogging pants, and I move around just so I can look in the mirror or walk past myself and be like, oh, I see you. I see you. To see yourself and not see the little chip on our shoulder, which is, it was called MS, but I turned MS into one sick b for me. Mm -hmm. And I've seen other one sick bs out there. Also, you have a podcast, Spilling the Tea with Roxy. I love the name because, like I said, we don't cry, we thrive, and we don't whine, we whine. Yes. So spilling the tea with Roxy. One thing that I love about her, she does have a chronic illness. I didn't see that. I seen sexiness and I seen the power and I seen the fashion niche. So tell me about this beautiful podcast and the sick and sickening line, which I love, the sick and sickening line because. This sick bee could either be a sick bitch, a sick boss, a sick beauty. So I'm (laughs) sticking the sick bee, okay? Well,
1: first and foremost, Spin Roxy came about the end of last year where I was looking for a little bit of power back from having an illness. And also, I wanted to give a voice to so many thoughts in my head and so many people's stories. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm always. I always want to hear other warrior stories. Yes. I want to know because it helps for the narrative and it helps yes. us grow and all yes. live a better quality of life. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, well, if it's gonna help me, how do I make it help other people? And I thought, Well, you've been stuck in the house for a year. What are you yeah. gonna do? And I thought, let's let's do this. And I thought, let's make it visual too, because why not? You go, I want yes. you to see that, not just hear us. That's easy yes. if you hear us. You can make yes. a picture of yourself. But yes. I want you to see and look into our eyes and see what yes. we look like.
0: Yes. And know
1: that we're all different. Yes. But we don't judge people. It's not we're illnesses invisible. Like I have this hashtag now that I've been using that says we are not invisible. Okay. The we instead of the I, because the we for me is connective. I want to feel like the community as a whole, because I can always talk about myself. I can go, I love it. I am strong, but we are strong. Yes. We are not visible is what I'm trying to connect.
0: Yes.
1: So I did it for that. And it started off with just talking to people with MS. But over time, I've realized that it's not just MS. There's a lot of different illnesses that all kind of have similar things going on. Yes. That yes. no one talks about and yes. let's just talk about it. Let's that, make yes, it that, normal. Yes,
0: yes. That's that to normal because they, you know, what is normal? Well, to me, my norm is quote unquote, that's my norm, MS. It, the, the my daily structure and the thing with having MS, every day could be different. So that was my decision the same way, and that's why I love that it was to empower. MS and other autoimmune diseases because they metallic they I mean not metallic there goes see there goes MS they replicate there we go they replicate each other at times Mm -hmm. and especially when you're being a minority they don't know what it really is so I love that you are that's my main focus
1: though like I will share everyone's story But my main focus has really started off with sharing people of colour story, mixed race people, other black people, Indians, the people that you don't see in the campaigns, the people that don't have a voice. Like I want everyone to have a voice. So for me, that's that's my where I'm headed to. That's my most important narrative. But that does not take away from anyone else's narrative. Like I, I def- want I still in the no. community. I want yes. you still in the poster standing next to me. Yeah. But I just I mean, felt yes. like there was a few gaps that need to be filled. Yes. And especially with like research for stuff, like we do have hang ups as a community because the testing, the I can't even say the right words, the things that they've done to us in historically, medically. Yes make us all feel especially people of color to feel don't know if I want to do that that's not really gone well the first time and we're trying to break down those negative perceptions, the fear barriers from because we do yes. need to get the answers we do we have very warranted fear from being part of the testing How about we start by just giving us a voice and hearing what we need? How about we start by just being shown in the pictures? It's a lot easier to relate to someone that's like you.
0: Yes. And
1: feels like they care about you honestly and openly. So that's the most important thing. My latest episode was about endometriosis, and that was with a friend because women deal with that all the time yes. no one talks about it testing for yes. it is horrendously yes. annoying it's Eight painful. Years for some people, painful a lot of enjoyment that sucked out of life for you and it can yes. really hurt you emotionally and I thought that's another thing let's that's just talk yeah <laughs> as you can tell I've got big mouth I talk a lot <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do. Too. I was just gonna say. I know afterwards gonna be, I, That's. I was thinking in my head because I. Another thing uh, with MS, I think, I'm obsessed over a thought. My thoughts obsessed. I go over and over and over and over and over and that, over. That like over. chatter in your head. Yes, because in my head, I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, when I get done, I'm gonna have to ask Roxy. Did I overtalk her? Because I feel like I'm overtalking her. I think I'm overtalking
1: her. I'm over-talking her. We're all good. <laughs> we are all good. We've got to show kindness to each other like that. Like what you said, you being mindful for me and I'm being mindful, but I also think because we're all speaking and we all know where we're coming from, we're being a little bit more lenient with each other, kinder, a bit more loving to understand that maybe the right word won't come out of my mouth and that's okay. And if I say the wrong thing, just apologise and that's cool. And show each other love and compassion and help each other. And that's what I'm trying to cultivate. So sick and sickening for me was just like it was like basically came out of me doing something and someone said it to me one day they went to me it's a drag artist and they went to me you're sick but you're actually quite sickening and I was like oh god
0: oh (laughs) Oh, shit I don't know how to do that
1: (laughs) I love that what crazy so then I was like that's it sick and sickening because I love horror I love fashion I love the weird and wonderful the crazy so I do like everything that's some people probably like it's a bit sick well it's a bit sickening I love that, but
0: I'm also actually, I'm sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> like- well, that's the whole thing. It, that's the reason why, it was, you know, a part of sick B, okay, It's I'm sick. S I'm sick sic but it's kind of in my mind, in my mind, because I'm not really, I don't know, but it was to take the K off. It was more, it was powerful. Like I'm sick, I'm dope, I'm that mm. chick, hot, I'm rocking, I'm sexy, I'm her, you see me, you know me. Hey, have you ever, do you walk, look at me? It was more of the like how you had your sick and sick thing. The horror of mine was I'm sick. I'm dope. Take the K off. When people are like sick B, Mm -hmm. one sick B. Yeah, take the K off. I'm gangster. It ain't has nothing to do with it. Unapologetic. Unapologetically me, sick B. And then I was like, but wait a minute. Do you know how many sick B's it is that are out there outside of me? And that's when I said the sick B is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at us without warning because we don't know when the heck MS is going to flare up, but refuses to carry the spirit of brokenness, meaning we're strong and meaning we come out and we look like how you and I look.
1: (laughs) We look sickening. Like I said, we look incredible. We can have an invisible disease or illness or even a mental health issue. And doesn't, like you said, like your family said to you, you don't have to look how you feel. You don't have to look how you feel. Why should I have to look absolutely terrible all the time if I don't want to, to make someone else believe that I'm going through something that I'm going through? Who is that for? Is that for me or is that for them? Am I making them feel more comfortable but making myself feel worse? I should be able to be beautiful but also be believed that I have something else going on, so... That's where it comes from. It's a weird, like you said, a turn on the head to take some of my own power back, and hopefully other people may feel some connection or not, but really, the journey has to start with you. If you can't get yourself there and you can't put yourself on a good path where you have the power for yourself, I then can't have the energy to help other people. So it has to start with me, and it has to start with you. So you are one sickbe. I am sick and sick and in, and together we're warriors. Do you know what I mean? And that's all that matters.
0: That was, I uh, thank you. I, I hurt you. You might have like uh, at you that mean. one. I definitely hurt you. I Man, that was really dope. And like I said, uh, the one powerful thing I want to say before I end this podcast, outside of the fact that she stands out and she holds her own. She's not just, I've never, when I seen her, didn't see disease, never still don't see disease. I just see a real dope fashionista and I love, you know, she's over there. So she has that accent that I always want and I can't even read, you know, try to reenact it. I just love it. I just love how she sounds. I was actually going to mess with you and I was going to say, could you please say hello, hello, hello. hello?" That's on my (laughs) (laughs) song. I could do that for you. (laughs) Hello, hello. Oh. Beautiful. But before I end, also, I need to know, do you, are you on, what is your maintenance drug? Because I'm on two a day, Okravis, I mean, two a year, not two a day, I apologize. Okravis, which is two times a year. I started off on Avidex. I started off on Seron. I did Copaxin. I did all the ABC drugs. I've even used the pill. And now they want to use Okravis because they said with my minorities, Okravis is good, I have a different doctor who uh, he's a minority an MS specialist, but he works on so his specialty as MS research. And I also work at University of Kentucky where the, he does oh, wow. the, the research at. But I I just went to him because I have MS. But he specializes in MS with minorities because it's so much different for us for all all the kings and queens. If you don't mind, do you, what is your maintenance drugs
1: at the moment? I'm taking nothing. But last year I started Ocrevus because of the lockdown, it's kind of messed up my dosage and my timeline. So I just came off it for a little bit, but my intention is to go back on it because it has been the best drug. I took Tysabri before. I hated it. I took three doses. My skin started burning while taking the Tysabri. So I kept getting like really weird burn marks. Ocovis, other than having to go to the hospital twice a year, which is not the worst thing in the world, Tysabry was like every four to six weeks. It's been the best thing so far. They done an MRI, there was no new lesion, which is fabulous.
0: Congratulations, congratulations. Other people might not understand, but to hear that you have a MRI with no lesions on your spine, no lesions on your brain, it feels like a win for the team. Not a win for her, but to me, it feels like a win for the team. The team meaning the MS community as a whole. Anytime I hear somebody, they call me like, oh, I didn't have any lesions on my spine. I'm like, oh, shit!" I'm like, what's, what's up? You know, that's great them. You're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I feel you. I'm like, yes, I see you, sis. It just is what it is. So congratulations. And you're on Oprah mm-hmm. this. And again, before I end, the definition of one sick bee is a strong individual that faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you. Without warning, but honey, you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. And I, one sick bee, I consider myself certified because I've been 25, 20 years, Lord, bless me with that. <laughs> 20 years, I certify you, honey, one sick bee also. And thank you. Thank and you. can you please put your name of your podcast, and the name of your sick and sick need, give them where they can find you at and how they can follow you on all your social media platforms.
1: I am predominantly Instagram up, so you can follow me at the Multiple Sclerosis Fashionista for my main page. And you've got at Sick and Sickening for my merch, Chronic Illness for the Chronic Fabulous People. And then also at Splinty Tea with Roxy, which
0: is my podcast. And I would like to thank you again. And for everybody else, you can follow me on 1sickb underscore podcast on Instagram, or you can follow me on 1sickb podcast on Facebook, or you can follow me on YouTube at One Sick Beat Podcast. And again, I would like to thank Roxy, and I appreciate anybody and everybody who's listening, and please reach out and follow us as a whole, as a community. One Sick Beats. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Tending to be okay, fighting in every way Everybody see you hurting, do nobody feel your pain You feel like you might not make it to go see another day Just keep fighting anyway, God got power to make change If you're in this predicament and you're listening God gives his hardest missions to the one he knows is fit for it No matter about the reason and no matter
0: about the innocent Just know that you'll be great
1: and you'll keep fighting till you finish this And you ain't never finish.